What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here uh, at ArborFest in Asheville, North Carolina, um, sitting here with a, a good friend of mine, Corey Conray. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. I always mess up last no, names. Don't worry. Uh, Every teacher that. I ever had thought I was going to be a girl or they spelled it wrong. So. <laughs> uh, but before we get started here, guys, uh, on this mini episodes with some industry badasses, uh, we're going to be talking about today uh, keeping on board with onboarding. Uh, just to hear his talk a little bit uh, at the TCI Expo. I mean, I'm not the TCI Expo. Arbor Fest. Arbor Fest. Oh, screw that. Sorry, I'm Sorry already on, in talks with the TCI Expo <laughs> to do about driving. So okay, I'm already working cool. on the next okay, thing to talk good, about. Good. Oh, that, that, that's why I said that. <laughs> um, uh, guys, if you've never listened to the show, uh, we got different episodes. Uh, today, you're listening to a mini episodes by Industry Badasses. Uh, we have our What's Your Story mini episodes of people coming in and discussing and talking about uh, their story and their life and how they got in the industry and people that have mentored them and wisdom that they can share. Um, you know, three, we have our gear talks, bringing uh, manufacturers and products in and just discussing the products and talking about them, what's out there, giving you a little bit of info, uh, behind the scenes, safety, uh, inspection, stuff on all these products, tools and uh, um, uh, equipment that's out there. Uh, and then we have our full length episode. So if you guys are ever traveling, coming to California, you want to be on a full length, hit me up. We'll put you on the show. Uh, come stay at the ranch and uh, we'll drink some beers and we'll sit around the table. And that's one I'm going to save for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time Corey's been on the podcast. He's yes. been waiting for years now. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> first time sure. caller. Have you listened to every episode? Uh, pretty much. I was just going to say the gear talk is actually probably one of my favorite ones. Is it? Okay, It's good. probably the area i lack the most knowledge in is well, like good. actually because i listened the last one i listened to was the um the uh the zigzag okay that's talk that you guys had so it was actually interesting to listen from a different perspective of good just besides just justin uh, well let me let me ask okay. you this though since you are one of our number one fans i share it all the time do you that's pay that, the fee that's your fee yes yeah, i share pay I, the fee i tell i tell all of our coworkers like if because a lot of us drive i do about three three to four hour drive a day so uh-huh. I definitely have some room to listen okay, to things. Cool. So, but yeah. Well, good, good. Well, the fee guys, you got to share it. Yep. Share the share it. Put it out there. Uh, the more of these that we get out, and the more people they touch, the more people learn. And you don't know what's going to trigger someone to be a better person, a better climber, a better faller, uh, just a better teammate all around, just by some of these conversations we have. So well, pay that well, fee. Think about what you're in, you're in the tree now, and they have all seen us, and they're all connected. Where you could actually just be listening to a podcast learning and then they can still talk to you so you can get two for one two for one i like it i like it but uh corey is a uh, field safety and training supervisor for mountain enterprise one of the largest companies on the west coast yeah for utility i mean in general yeah well we're i think it's like third or second in california but asplin and Oh, okay. Uh, Dave, yeah, I know. I don't count them. I, I don't count them. <laughs> no worries. I don't count them. They're, I, I they're, always tell they're, people they're, California work for California companies. They're worldwide. So. They're they're in another league. But, yes, they are. But Mountain Enterprise has been uh, definitely a big steward in our industry for training, for education, uh, for just setting the bar high of how a company should run and and, and yes. be. So we appreciate you, man. And not, you're also a, a 
fellow colleague at Butte College mm-hmm. in the college programs with us. So yeah, that's a, it's that's definitely, been fun. You've been learning stuff there. Oh uh, yeah, that's why I told them when they first asked me to do it, I was excited to because uh, I, I saw Academy on uh, YouTube and I really wanted to be a part of um, like that like classes you guys taught and I get to be with the trainer every that's five cool, weeks. So that's cool. When are you coming through a boot camp? Uh, so I was April was actually what I was looking at because like uh, this month didn't work. Okay. And, we're gonna uh, get you in here. I soon. know. I, I every time I tell people to go to those things, it's, it's actually <laughs> it's actually one of my biggest talking points. So like, oh, it's, cool. You guys well, got all the chess pieces, like I told you. Well, let's uh, let's get into let's get into your talk. Let's discuss on uh, keeping on board with onboarding. Okay, so that. so uh, one of our biggest I think drawbacks in our industries is that we have like a, um, a lot of people hop around and they'll they'll want to jump from company to company, kind of chasing the money and or the per diem or whatever thing is there. And so now that they're starting to get more unionized and more like uh, centralized with their, their, their wages being kind of equal around every company, you kind of need to have a good retention rate. So, and we're talking, we're talking union here. What about residential? Residential. Stuff? So they, they are not, they're non-union yet. They're still non-union, but you still want to retain those good employees. So it's still yeah. applicable for sure to where you want to maybe have that guy that's been there for five years, train that person who's one month into it and kind of have like a apprenticeship program where you have someone training them. So I, I go from the starting to the, the actual interview, like retaining that employee who may not know exactly what their job is. So explaining to them when they first get hired on to when you're actually talking to them onboarding, kind of streamlining the process a little better where instead of doing the paperwork your first day you get there and like, you know, you're really excited about a job and the first thing you do is sit down for four hours and fill out a W-4 or 1099. So kind of like having different ideas of how to do things or maybe you have that employee that's topped out and they want to just stay as like a crew lead. Maybe have them become like a um, a trainer, but out in the field where you get a new employee, you tag team him with him and you're going to be working with Chris for six months and he's going to teach you everything we know about this company. Is that something you're interested in? So we talk about just different ways of doing things. We had one, I have another idea where drag brush where no matter what job you do in the company you go out for a week and you drag brush with the groundsman mm-hmm. so then you kind of kind of understand because i worked in a restaurant and the first thing they made us do is wash dishes for a week no matter what job you had so it made you appreciate the lowest job you know of where it's not most the most fun to the where you're like a supervisor mm-hmm. gf and stuff yeah. like that so yeah. okay so let's let's uh talk to me about you know onboarding I'm new yeah. coming to mountain enterprise. I'm like, I'm ready to join. What are some of the, the things on, you know, keeping somebody uh, onboarded? With so, onboarding? so the first thing I, I advocate is like making sure we reach out to them pre, like a pre onboarding, like, Hey, these are maybe the people you're going to be meeting. Uh, this is your, we're bringing in uh, district managers to help do like a zoom interview now where they'll, because they, essentially the recruiter is not going to be working with that person they're hiring. So we want the district manager to be able to work with that new before they come in. Yeah. That new employee we're getting, make sure they mesh in that it's a, yeah. an appropriate position that we're hiring. Cause you can hire a bunch of climbers, but then nobody's going to want to drag. So what brush. are you looking for when you're, when you're interviewing somebody, someone or? that's uh, energetic, someone that's a uh, self starter, you know, those kind of, how do you know keywords. on a zoom call if they're a self starter? That's the hard part is like, you kind of have to make sure that um, when you're interviewing them, that you're asking them like, what work did you do before? You know, do you have any experience? Um, what kind of jobs did you have before? Like I noticed people with like military backgrounds are very, very good at being advocates for themselves and like how they're going to do a good job and then going out there and actually fulfilling those jobs. But 
If someone who's never done it before, but they're willing to learn, that's sometimes the one I look for because no bad habits, nothing you have to break. You're really like, you're fresh. And I, I can teach those good habits off the get go. Sometimes I tell our, um, our employees that I like, I'd rather get someone with no experience than someone with like 18 months. Cause I can build that person up with good habits and then trying to break your you know, old bad habits. Cause yeah. it's, it's a tough thing to do. Cause once you, they have those, mm-hmm. like the amount of time they put into it is the amount of time you have to like kind of take to break that habit as well. No, I hear you. And, and also too, I'm going to add on to that is it's good to have standard questions that you ask every single person that comes. Mm-hmm. So you keep it consistent and you can see how they respond. And then you have a measuring device to know, well, this person was an awesome employee. Mm-hmm. Here's how they answered. Then I'm looking for certain uh, answers that starts to become normal rather than every time you get on an interview call, you know, a lot of companies, and this is for you guys are, are listening. A lot of you guys will just shoot from the top of your head of, yeah. What, what you want to ask them? Yeah, well, like what kind of work you have? So I think the, the back end of that is the recruiter needs to go and actually do a post interview, not with the employee so much, but maybe with their manager. How's this guy working out? He gave us these answers. And then you can kind of see yeah. a consistency of what um, like work ethic they have and like what the answers you're given. So yes, there's never going to be like 100% where you know exactly how it's going to end up. Because sometimes you have these people that you don't think are going to be great turn out to be the best workers and then vice versa. So, um, yeah, that it's not my specialty with like the interview stuff. I just know that we need, we need something to have a, like a standard of set, set that we can ask them to kind of like see where the worker ends up. Cause it's not all just bringing them in. It's not a numbers game. There's the qualitative part of it, not just the quantity part of it. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that, that individual you interviewed, them. you go, this is the person we want to bring aboard. What's the next part on that onboarding? So it's setting them up to go in and for the actual onboarding part. So now we're trying to streamline it where we do the paperwork first. So you're not sitting there for three or four hours right when you get to a job that you actually like have all your paperwork done. And the only thing we're doing is filling in certain blanks here. So so are you, is this a program that you're using? Uh, yeah, there's, well, so our company, we use uh, Bamboo HR, but there are plenty of other companies out there. I'm not advocating for one. No, I, um, I use Bamboo HR. They, yeah, they're, um, and they're great. They they're, are, they're, they're, they're simple, super streamlined. Easy. You email them, they fill it in, and then there's certain things that might've been missed or like doesn't Now, make is that sense. part of your HR system? Yeah, that's our, that's in our HR department. That's, that's something H- that um, onboarding does. Um, that, that's our time cards. We do all those through bamboo. Yeah. So it makes it really, time cards? yeah, they oh. have like oh, time sheets. They call them. Okay. Yeah. They're good. It's easy to, um, sit there cause you can have 20 people underneath you and yeah. it sends you all their time cards and just approve, approve or, oh, good. Hey, we see you work 12 hours this day. Can you like tell us why? And then if you have a legit reason or not, yeah. you can just approve it or not. So, and there's another good one out there called, uh, uh, Paycom. Paycom, yeah. Paycom's a good one, one too. too that connects, you know, all your paperwork and everything through the system goes in. So yeah, a, lot, it, a lot of similarities. Well, but And I think that's like one of the aspects of our industry is we're very like old school in certain parts of thinking. And yeah. like now since technology stepped up, we can really streamline a lot of these processes that are like low level tasks where we don't need to have our HR person working on paperwork all day. We can actually have them talking to employees and hopefully making their life easier at work mm-hmm. and then making HR's life easier too because they're not sitting there doing three, four hours a day worth of paperwork. Yeah. So, because that, that gets monotonous and boring. And it does. So. It does. And it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how big a company you are. 
uh, having these programs and getting them set up in the beginning is really important uh, to streamline this stuff and to make it easy for you. And you're paying, you know, per user. So if you only have a few people, you're not paying a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to get these programs set up. So in the future, when you do start growing, you've created that foundation rather than trying to go back. Because let me tell you right now, working within, you know, a company that hasn't had that set up and all of a sudden they grow and they got 100 people to go back and to redo all that. Fuck, it's a oh, pain in the it, ass. It's, it's, it's really annoying for because people are very unadaptable sometimes to change they they like i've always done it this way i don't want to do it any other way and then like uh you know even with like small updates they're like yeah. i have to turn in my yeah. time card on St fridays you know and then they're always upset because something's wrong with it and it's usually a user error yeah. and you just have to learn how to talk to them about it and start early it. guys start early you know, on it's, this. it's 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 yes it's a little cost up front but like with anything it's it's investing in your in your company and making it a long-term solution that's yeah. already been set in place and, so. it, and two for you know when people get into the tree care industry and they open a company up they're they're always thinking i'm never going to sell this will be a legacy forever but 30 years goes by and you're like screw this i'm ready to get out i need to retire uh in some way having these systems and stuff set up uh and this is business talk for you guys having mm -hmm. these systems set up you're way more attractive to the buyer than them with a bunch of files and paper and yeah. scanned in a Google Doc and they're just like, what you, you the You have hell? 20 different things that are going on, like Google Docs, you have Dude, Excel oh sheets. Oh, gosh. Make it, and streamline it, make it easy. It's funny because I think we have kind of like similar backgrounds where we're not like, our first love wasn't like necessarily climbing. We kind yeah. of like doing the yeah. the managing part and like figuring out solutions to big problems and because mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I've always told you, I'm not the, I'm not a number one climber. No one's going to put me out there for production numbers, but I'll figure out everything else around the tree climbing to make it the best it can be. And we'll go from there. So cool. there's, there's, we have thousands of climbers, but we have nobody who really wants to focus on retention rates or, you know, CPR or. I always say, man, you can't have 11 Tom Brady's. No, no, you can't. You have to have a, you know, maybe a, a Julian Edelman out there. So yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So, okay. Onboarding's happens. They're doing their paperwork. What's the next step on so, keeping someone uh, on board so, with an onboarding. So we have like, um, a week long onboarding uh, where we go through and we we teach them about you know the OSHA stuff we have because you have to go over certain things no matter what bloodborne pathogens uh, CPR is required for uh, utility workers so we just have everybody do it um, it's a, and it's an ANSI standard so we try to make sure to follow everything that's appropriate for our industry and then you know we do sexual harassment so we go through all that and then what we've been uh, we do is we have like a 30 60 90 day kind of check in. Especially now that they're unionized um, with our utility workers, we have a six-month period where they have to get, um, like, uh, not certified, but just checked in where they can start either moving up a level or if they're not there yet, we have them, um, you know, tell them, like, this is what you need to work on, and then you can move up to a GRA or GRF, depending on where you're at. And so we're, we're really good about making sure we email out pretty weekly about where everyone stands so then, is that coming through bamboo hr no that, so we have we use the their the, the like the hiring dates and stuff like that and they'll tell us on there but um we have uh, one of our people in our safety department that will like email us out and say hey this guy's coming up on a six months or 18 months or 12 months and he needs to be assessed on blank position and so we try to really really hone in on that make sure that we're being fair to the employees because a lot of them want to move up, obviously, and some of them, you know, could be fine with being a a, a, a brush crew lead yeah. and stuff like that. So we make sure to advocate for them and that especially um, the, 
that we're talking with the union, making sure that they know where this pet, this person's at in their position. So it, it's something that is, is, is what our industry's kind of was lacking until about a couple of years ago where, you know, you could go from company to company and you kind of had to restart every time because no one really kept track of your paperwork. And so now it's all in one central hub where you have the 1245 or the local three or whoever. So the so, union's holding on to yes, all Yes, but we send it to them. They don't, they come out and they do assessments, but we send out their paperwork to them and make sure that they know like this is where this this person's at and try to make sure that they you know that we're advocating for the best employee and for cool. their best interest so well i'll put a little plug out there for ato if you guys don't yeah. know about it yet academy train online that's going to be launched uh here soon is and if it's if you listen to this maybe it's already launched but anyways we're creating a place where the individuals can keep track of all their certifications and their yeah. courses and their classes so the employer doesn't have to hold it. You carry it with you. Yeah. And I advocate invest in yourself. Do not think that like you are, you, you are, what is it I'm trying to say? Like you, you deserve anything. There's things where you, just because you're there for six months doesn't mean that you deserve it. You mm -hmm. have to show that you want to get better too. And don't be mad exactly. at an employee. Cause I, I, I always tell people I'm more proud of my arborist than my college degree now. So it's, it's nothing that you can't get, I'm not a climber. What do you got like your you degree in? I have political science. Political. So what I actually, do, so what do, you do, what do you do with political science? Uh, so I actually worked in DC for four years before I moved back to California. What'd you do? I was a, a legislative aide and then a, like a staff assistant for uh, two different congressmen. Well, dude, all that, that was by you doing that, got you set up to do what you're doing right now, I, especially I, talking about the onboard. Yeah. So it's, it's really funny. The safety uh, manager at my first company I worked for was like, you do really good paperwork. And so he, Brought me in, and I've been a house cat ever since. So. Good, man. Good, good. Yeah. I like that. All right. So we got the onboarding, persons hired, sexual harassment, CPR. Uh, all, what the, else? all the boring stuff. Yeah, that, I mean, not boring stuff, but it's stuff that's required. And yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of make sure that they understand what position they're going to be hired for uh, as well. Because some people get in there, and they think they're going to be, you know, top dog climber because they did it with their uncle for three years. But they get there, and they put the spurs on backwards. And so... We kind of have to explain to them like, hey, you're not this at this level. And so we try to tell them early or at least like even on the first kind of day. So then we're not investing, you know, three, four thousand dollars that first week yeah. with all the trainings we have. And then they quit on Monday because they don't want to be a backup climber. They don't want to be a groundsman. So it's really important to make sure that you you're on the same page with them. That's why. There's now, like would a, that be where you go back to your, um, you know, with people like that that quit within the first week? you go back and do a kind of a recap or a sit rep on a post what, interview. Yeah. We, I mean, what did you miss with uh, you guys as interviewees? If you didn't catch that beforehand. Yeah. So, so what happens is I think sometimes they're so excited to be there that they, they hear the $41 an hour, but yeah. they don't hear that they don't have the experience yet to be there. So they think they're going to be at this position because someone told them maybe at a small company that they were the bet, the number one climber. And then they get there and they're not. So we do, a like a pre tryout where they actually go and for the first day um, where they'll show us their skill level so we can assess them correctly and then say hey this is the position you'll be at is that okay with you or is this something that you think you can well they be really at? don't have a choice right well they if well they, they don't in, if they want to work with if you. they want to work yeah but it's it's more of like we want to make sure they're on the same page yeah. first so like on Thursday when they get told their position and they're like what the heck you know like listen, I'm I'm out of here. And then we lose three or four thousand bucks. Yeah, on. from that. Well, because we have employees in training them, we have employees that assess them, and so it's all this money that adds up. That's an investment, and 
Thursday they're walking out. And yeah. so we have to restart the whole process again. So it's really, really important that communication keeps up. I mean, with any real like relationship, communication needs to work. But like with our workers uh, in general in our industry, we should tell them, like, be honest where they're at. So then they know where yeah. they're going to be at. So we don't have them quit. And, exactly. I mean, we, you know, the, with the retention rates being where they're at and anybody can go anywhere, uh, we really want to try to keep as many employees as we can. And we want to make sure that we keep the good employees. And so like making them feel valued and making sure they, what they are know some where things they you do to make them feel valued, uh, uh, an employee? Well, so me personally, we, I go out and I like, I'll ask them if there's anything that they need, anything wrong. And I'll make that call for them. And I'll tell them like straight up, like sometimes it might not happen. I'm just telling you, like, I don't have that much pull, but I can, I know who to talk to. I know to get you in touch with. Cause sometimes even just being listened to is like a hundred percent big for them. They love, mm -hmm. they, they want to feel like someone's actually caring about their problems, even if they can't get fixed. And it's sometimes as like managers, I think sometimes we become numb to people that maybe aren't as happy as they are in their position. Cause a lot of times these employees, like you ask them like, well, you know, why, why did you quit? It's like I, my manager was just, he's rude to me. He didn't talk to me correctly. So, um, it's just good to actually like show them that we, we value your time. We value your conversation. Even if something doesn't get changed, we want to know that we're listening. Even, yeah. So, Two minutes out of your day can keep an employee for six months. It can keep them for 18 months, three years, right? Because a lot of times, you know, it's it's not fun. It's not fun being out there in the rain. It's not mm -hmm. fun dragging brush. But if they know that we care about their quality of, like, work and their quality of life, like letting them go to the dentist if they need to and not giving them crap about it or, you know, just these little things that, you know, I you, you remember these little moments with, like, CEO of companies or presidents, like, where, you know, $5 gift card might not seem like a lot to like someone that's running a company, but so the world to one of those, those people that drag brush sure. out there all day. So it, it, you can, it, it just from a, a employee's or employer perspective, you can write it off as a gift. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, so yeah. it's a win, win, win for everybody. Yeah. And that $5 that gift card, you know, they, they remember that like, Hey, I, you know, I didn't really talk to Phil too much on the day to day, but he came in and talked to us and he was always pumped to see me. Yeah. And I, I only saw him six, once every six months. I love that. So good. That is good. I like that, man. Um, what are some other things on uh, keeping somebody onboarded with onboarding? So I, I, I like the, um, the, the but like kind of like a buddy system or someone where you have like a mentor, have a mentor. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So mentor um, where maybe you have someone that's topped out in your, your company that's done been there for five years they don't really want to move into a gf position but they like working where they're at and they mm -hmm. want to feel like they can contribute more making them feel valued again and so you you line them up with someone who's never done it before and say hey we're going to give you someone who's green someone who doesn't know anything you're a very good worker and we want you to put your hard work skills instilled into this new employee so yes we're giving you someone who might not know what they're doing all the time but they're yours and there's someone that you can train up and we want you to show them the mountain culture. We want you to show them how everything works. Mm -hmm. And we, he's going to be with you for three to six months. We're going to have him with you. So we're going to count on you mm -hmm. to train him up. So then hopefully that good employee you have will stay. And then also a new hire will be with your good employee. And then you're essentially yeah. making another good employee there. So making that, you know, again, just making that G or that crew lead feel valued because you're like, hey, we know you're really good at your job. We know you don't really want a GF position, but we want to keep. We want to keep you like striving to do better. We're going to give you a brand new guy. So, so what do you, how, how many guys do you normally give somebody one, two? Uh, it just depends on where we're hiring. We have, it's been kind of a, during the winter months, it's a little slower just because PG&E, um, 
we'll step back a little bit with the funding for like emergency work because it's raining all the time and um but we'll we'll try to like line them up with someone that is um uh, a crew lead that you know like that's been there for several several years we, we trust their opinion we know that they're they're a good like trainer but we need them out in the field kind of thing so mm-hmm. um maybe they'll have one or two people uh again we could hire 50 people in one yeah. week sometimes so it's not realistic so what we do is maybe send a trainer out there and to check into so we have our trainers who are also field advocates too that are out there every day um i'm out in north valley when i'm not doing the butte college class um, they have us work on like felling cuts or we work on how to do the chi- uh, work with the chipper correctly like these very dangerous pieces of equipment especially with new people making sure they're getting it because it's 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 something that um you know again it's, it's an investment safety department always has this double-edged sword to play where if nothing's happening uh, you know, why are we, why are we paying for you? And then if there's a bunch of stuff happening, why, why are we paying for you? So we have to really show that we're advocating out there doing good, safe work practices and stuff like that. So, good. well, how do you measure somebody like that, uh, with, um, let's say your mentorship program, somebody mentoring them, uh, the safety going out there helping, how do you guys measure to know that that's being effective? Uh, so we do the, well, so we have those six month check-ins that the union is asking us to do now so they can move up in their positions, but we have where we have assessments that we have from our, us internally too that we do and make sure that they're understanding like our five life-saving rules or they're understanding like the five safety features of a chainsaw. Seeing like those kind of like those check-in points to make sure that they're getting the mountain culture of like what we expect of them as workers. So asking them questions that like you should know as a six month employee. And if they're not like trying to make sure or trying to make sure that they get an opportunity to learn those kind of things. So. If they don't have it, we have a we have a book that we give them called the Mountain Line, Mountain Line Clearance Program book that has all of our policies and all of our different ways of doing the the practices correctly. So we definitely um, give them ample amount of opportunity. So like that first week during onboarding, too, we'll give them back the with that book and a pin to make sure that they have everything and it's required to have it with you while you're at work. So if there's any downtime, you can read about rigging, you can read about um, tree identification. So we, we really set them up for success as much as we can. So it's really that last 10% of where we need them to open the book. So, Got it. Mm. Got it. Mm. What, uh, what else on, on, on this subject here on onboarding somebody? So any, any other key information to uh, share to make sure somebody is who's coming aboard? And, and onboarding isn't just the week. I mean, you guys are 90 days. When does the onboarding begin? is done it's, done. it's ne- honestly it's never done okay. I, I for for training purposes you should always want to keep making your employees better there should not be a time now that's that's i think that's a, a problem in our industry uh because i think a lot of employers out there employers i've met they normally maybe don't have the role that this individual can go in to learn more they have to be a brush puller because they don't have that and then what happens, these people want to learn more and they leave. And then you have other companies who uh, they don't want to teach them too much because they know They'll, they're going to go leave. leave. Yeah. So how do you navigate through that where you don't have a lot of positions to teach that person or a lot of time? And you're you're literally job to job to job, making yeah. sure it's going to be making money. And then two, what about the companies who don't want to promote that person or teach them too much of all their tricks because they don't want them to take it and take it yeah, to another well, company? You have like the brain drain where you have a lot of great employees that are like, uh, you have 20 great climbers, but nothing, nobody who wants to do the actual work work of like chipping and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I 
there's plenty of companies out there. There's you know, the academy. You have like your uh, three or four day pro camp programs, or um, where you can do felling cuts, where you can pay someone who has those chess pieces. They can teach, and then you don't have to keep someone on retainer the whole time at your your company. Pay them right. that hundred thousand or whatever a year to to be there. Or you have like small uh, company or not small companies, but places that help out small companies like TCIA that will have like a chipping class for you know a, a reasonable price where they can go online yeah. and do it on their time and learn a three or four hour class and be able to get a certificate get ceus out of it um so there's plenty of opportunities to do it just find which one works for you like some companies there's a lot of good um reasons to send them to you know a place where there's technical felling where you have a guy that's like right at that point where they need to go above and beyond of where they're at um but you don't have someone who can teach them that or you, you want a, a place where they're um, they're able to like send them to an easy class where it's like a chipper where maybe you have someone who's never done this industry before and they have no idea about what how a chipper works and you can send them to an instructor course for you know a, a reasonable price and get that CEU or get that certificate that says hey they did this you know completion because you have to have show as an employer you have to show that you've done some type of training yeah. before you send them out there because if anybody gets hurt out there the first thing i should ask for what training did they have and so you have these reputable companies that have you know a certificate that comes with their training and a ceu that comes with their training that's like been vetted and shown to work and so yeah we, there's just different there's different areas to do it like uh, our company mountain for instance uh we we're just you know we're large enough where we can have trainers that are full-time trainers yeah. and it, you know it's, it's hard because if you're small it, Again, it's, it's hard to advocate for, I want to be a trainer. It's like, okay, well, you're also HR then, and you're also, you know, yeah, answer the phones. And most companies, you know, they don't, they're not, they're not big enough to have a full-time trainer. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, the question I asked, you know, on, our, on my part is that I would say advice-wise is you, no matter what, they're going to leave maybe one day. It might be in a year. It might be 10 years from now. Invest in those people no matter what. And this is, you know, where we talk about elevating the standard of the industry through safety training innovation is is by investing in those people, they're gonna take that information and they're gonna plug it into another company and make that company better. Yeah. You and, know, you know, and a lot of our like but people in our industry, they will they'll go back and forth. I've we've yeah. had people that leave, come back, and I know that Love we, them in the door, love them out the door. Well, you know, you're gonna eventually see them. They're a part of your industry. You know, they're in general. It's it's helping out us as an industry overall. Because yeah. if they get hurt at some other company, it's just it like losing. Yeah, it's like losing an employee. So, yeah. so what's what's kind of a tip from the top? Some wisdom you can share with some people today uh, uh, on onboarding. Uh, so, know? I. I two tips I, first thing like i said at the middle of this is investing in them right at the beginning. when you just said it now too there's no better way to show an, a, a, a person that you value their time or value them as a an employee is like we have all these programs for you we want you to get your ctsp or we want you to get your arborist and you know if there's certain positions at uh, companies where you can get a raise for that and to me that just shows right there that you care about your them as an employee because you're giving them monetary for what they did as a, a, a worker. And then um, the second thing would be to not bring in that old school thinking of where you are, you're a wuss or you're a wimp when you, you know, don't do this thing. It's like the way we talk to people needs to change a little bit. We need to understand that we have 
a culture now of like where people are asking questions about your company in the interview instead of you asking them questions like, what do you do to be better for the environment? Or what do you do better to make your employees feel valued? And you have to like kind of conform to that. You have to adapt or die and you'll lose employees, let alone just how you treat them. And not necessarily because of the money. A lot of people will stay at companies for a little less money because they feel like they're treated better. So having people in positions that know how to talk to employees. And if you don't have those positions or not those positions, those people have them read a leadership book or have them go to like a leadership class. Like I know that um, me and you kind of go back and forth on Instagram about books we're reading and uh, the the extreme ownership book is like something that's really changed. It's changed my perspective of like, like people that take accountability for their problems are leaders I want. And people that like try to figure out, it's not a, a fact-finding mission. Sometimes it's a fault-finding mission to like who to blame for the problem instead of how to fix the problem. Those are the kind of people that I want to make sure that get out of leadership, and then I want to keep people that are are trying to actually make Good. the better like better better for the industry. Yeah. So, but yeah. Good. Well, I think maybe you and I should get together and uh, take that book and reconstruct it for the industry and make a course on leadership. You I, know? Yes, we. I have actually. Um, I, I've been um don't take my idea i didn't know i already <laughs> already have a powerpoint for uh the leadership uh, one so, so do i so do yeah. i yeah i'm just kidding <laughs> no uh, we need to combine them but, yeah uh that's good stuff man uh thanks for sharing some of these tips on you know onboarding someone uh, i think it's looked past a lot when yeah. bringing someone on it's the first impression uh it's their it's the first feeling they get it's the first impression what they're thinking about the company they've heard so much the interview was good everything was great they're excited you want to continue that on through their career from that and touching all those points. I've had, I've had plenty of people come up to me and said they know if they want to stay somewhere based off the first day. If they know this is going to be my company, I want to work for for life, or if this is a company that that's, is a stepping stone. That's the tip. That's the wisdom right okay. there. That's the good one right there. I like that one. So, guys, listen, uh, that's Corey You know, speaking on uh, keeping on board with onboarding. Uh, invest in your people. Uh, from the get-go, from day one, invest in them, treat them right, give them what they need. Even if they're going to leave uh, in two years, five years, whatever it may be, they're going to be better today than they were yesterday and be able to take that into our industry to make our industry better, guys. So I'll do, I'll do a little plug, too. Now, if you don't see it here at ArborFest, uh, I'm doing a webinar on it in June for UAA about onboarding. So Well, hopefully we get this posted before. Yeah, June yeah, do, our, you do before, uh, but yeah. <laughs> It's just more of a, it just, if you, if you're listening to this, they'll be posted on other after. So good, good. All right, everybody, man, we appreciate you guys. Uh, pay the fee, share the show. Uh, remember to continue to elevate the standard of our industry through safety training, and innovation. See you guys.